Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's time to go inside the front office of the athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. David Force joins us here on A's Cast Live, the general manager of your Oakland Athletics. How you doing, David? I'm good. I'm glad I wasn't the uh, the object of CC Sabathia's ire this week. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we just had Roxy Bernstein on, and he's calling the game on Saturday for the White Sox in New York, and he's like, when would you ever go into a series where the Yankees aren't the story and the White Sox <laughs> are, right? I mean, that never happens. Well, they, you know, I think they have the, they have the best record in baseball. I mean, they probably deserve to be the uh, the topic du jour. But, uh, yeah, that's probably pretty rare at Yankee Stadium. What is it like just, you know, well, well I'm not going to ask you about the White Sox, but what is it like when there is a disagreement inside the clubhouse? And whether it's the manager or a coach and a player, what's that like for, for, for a general manager? And how, how do you handle it? Well, it's never easy. Um, I mean, we certainly, you know, we've had our, our share over the years and, um, you know, I think the, the manager ultimately runs, runs the room down there. And, um, and he, you know, he's the one who has to be with the players, you know, 10, 12 hours a day, whatever it is. He's, you know, he's the one making the decisions and has to, has to talk to those guys face to face. And ultimately, you know, no matter how much you know, Billy and I are, are down there and around. We understand that, that Bob is the one in the dugout. Bob's the one in the clubhouse. And, and at least here, it's always been, you know, the manager has the ability to, to mediate things like that. So um, you hope you hope you have someone with the ability to, to manage people and um, and sort of keep those things in-house instead of them getting out onto, uh, onto podcasts. Yeah, I think that's one of the things we're so lucky with Bob Melvin uh, the communication that he has with, with these athletes. You know, I remember being in his office, getting ready to tape the Bob Melvin show. And I, I remember Josh Reddick coming by saying, yeah, I'll take that day off. And just the communication that Bob has and the trust he has with the players. Uh, just talk about that, just how nice that is. And it's why you've had such a good clubhouse for so long. For sure, for sure. And and, and again, that's not to say we haven't had our uh, you know, our share of things to deal with, but, but Bob's always had the ability to, to deal with them because of exactly what you just mentioned. Cause guys, you know, guys come in and out of his office, he, he communicates, you know, something as little as telling you guys got a day off or, or telling you guy what his role is in the bullpen or why he's hitting a certain spot in the lineup. It goes, it goes a long way to when, 
you know, you, you actually have something real to, to discuss and communicate with guys that have that relationship. So you put Mike Fires on the 60-day IL, which, you know, it's just I, I hate that for Mike, especially where he is in his cur- career. Cam Bedrosian comes up, Cleric goes down. Just talk about the move that you made today. Yeah, well, you know, the move with Mike, I talked to him yesterday about it. and We, we sort of laid out his, his throwing program, and it was going to extend to beyond whatever the 60 days are now. I mean, it's been a couple weeks, obviously, and, um, you know, we want to make sure we get him right with, with his, his elbow. So um, I talked to Mike about that yesterday, and, and it doesn't really change anything about the, the plan and the timeline for him. Um, you know, we signed with Drosian, uh right after the season started. He was with Cincinnati for the first, uh, you know, 10 days, two weeks of the year and, and got released. And, and Cam's a guy we've seen, obviously, a lot over the years with Anaheim. and Had some really good years in 17 and 18 against us. Um, but we got him in, got him into Vegas and, and he started the season off strong and we just wanted to give him an opportunity. Obviously, Adam, Adam struggled a little bit. We saw it the other night. Um, you know, just the ability to throw strikes and, and we need to make sure we have as many weapons as possible down in the pen. So hopefully we'll get Adam, Adam right down in Vegas and, uh, and give Cam a chance here. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, whenever you're dealing with veteran players, it's, it's always tough. And, and Mike has meant a lot to this ball club. Uh, so hopefully we'll see him at some time in the year. You know, when we start talking about pitching and I asked Scott Emerson about this, and I wanted to ask you about this, is for some reason the number 100. Like he's facing 100 pitches. Oh, my God, he's gone over 100 pitches. When did it get decided that it was 100 pitches, not like 95 or 110? Why is it the 100 mark where everybody starts freaking out? It's a good question. I, I don't know that I have a, a scientific answer for you. I, I think it is. It's definitely a number that we've we've sort of looked at over the years, and and I know Emo looks at, you know, he doesn't just look at one start and one number of pitches. We we you know we bunch starts in in three or four in a row and try and measure guys' workload. Um, you know, a lot of I think a lot of the decisions now are also about effectiveness. I mean, you, you see guys with as hard as they're throwing and. Uh, as much effort goes into every single pitch, um, you know, Bob and Emo keep a close eye on, on the starters and whether that's about, you know, velocity, maintaining velocity, whether it's effectiveness, you know, second, third time through the lineup, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but, but you're right. I mean, we don't see a ton of starters going past a hundred pitches. I think I, I saw a stat recently, the White Sox who we were talking about earlier have exponentially more a hundred plus pitch outings than kind of the rest of the league combined, I think. You know, a lot of articles are starting to come out about the ball again. And they're saying that the ball is lighter, and that means guys can throw it harder, but it means the ball's not going as far off the bat. I mean, what, I, I don't know what kind of data people are working with, but, I mean, the, the athletic needs something to write about. Uh, have you seen a difference in the baseball in this season? No, I, I haven't. I, look, I've seen I've seen articles. I've heard people say, the ball is juiced and the ball is dead. I yeah. mean, it, it can't it can't be both. So, no, I, I mean, and even even some of the articles out there that that have, you know, alleged objective evidence, like they don't have the full data set. Like, not all the you know they don't have balls from everywhere and every game and every time. And it just 
it, it, you can kind of get wrapped up in, in this. And, and again, we talk a lot here about things we can control and things we can't. Uh, we can't control what the baseballs are or which balls we're using or whatever. You just go out and do, do what you can with the ball you're given. So we, we honestly don't spend a lot of time worrying about the baseball. Hey, you know, you know what's so strange about our game is that we're not sure about the equipment, which is so odd. Because I got to think most basketballs, I got to think most pucks, uh, footballs, <laughs> they're all the same. And we had Jed Lowry on and talking about Jed went to this bat place where he's getting tested for a bat, almost like he's testing for golf clubs. And guys are weighing their bats now. And every we got all these bats that are different from each other. We don't know which balls we're using. Isn't that kind of odd that we don't really regulate exactly what the equipment being used is? It, it's it's strange. You're right. That and maybe there's just a lot more stuff in our sport um, than some of those other places. Though I, I will say before the whole tom brady thing it never occurred to me that some footballs were inflated more more or less than other footballs so maybe there's a lot of stuff out there i just don't know about but um but yeah i mean we've seen we've seen a lot of changes uh, you know over the years in in the quality of wood bats for sure in the you know the equipment that that hitters wear to protect themselves and in the things the pitchers do to control the baseball i mean there's there's a lot of stuff out there. It's not an easy job that, that Major League Baseball has to regulate all of this. Yeah, we were talking to Eno Saris, and he was talking about the spider tack. So I actually looked it up on uh, on Amazon. Uh, it's thirteen. It was actually thirteen ninety nine. I'm like, wait a minute. We're claiming that this stuff substance that's actually used for people who lay stone. We're talking about this substance that's changing the game. And David, you can get it on Amazon for fourteen dollars. I'm I'm familiar with it, and and it's so surprising to hear that Ito was talking about that subject. Um, <laughs> no, I again, you know, it was something that Major League Baseball talked about a lot this off season, spring training. You know, they collected a lot of baseballs in April. I know they're they're committed to eliminating this issue of foreign substances on the baseball because we have seen a significant rise in spin rates from a lot of pitchers, but. Uh, it's not an easy problem to solve. I, I, I will say that. And, um, and I, I know the Athletic wrote an article about it today, um, but I also know that the Major League Baseball is working on it. So we're, hope, we're hopeful that, that things do get regulated. Well, I, and the thing I think you got to be happy about is your pitching so far. I, I know it struggled in this last series uh, against the Astros. I mean, their lineup is very, very good. But, you know, in a world where – a lot of teams aren't getting innings from their starter, their starters. You are. Yeah. It's look, you, you said it right. That's a very good lineup. We faced the last three days and you look up at the, at the batting averages on the board for the Astros lineup. When, when the game as a whole is hitting two thirty, and you've got your first five guys all with threes at the start of their batting average, you know, they're doing something right. So it's a, it's a tough lineup. Uh, I will say I was very pleased with the starters the last, couple nights and guys were able to settle down i mean we saw sean and, and frankie have really tough first innings um and kind of bounce back and, and collect themselves and sean gave us a quality start frankie gave us a chance to win after or to be in the game and win after five so um those things are important when you're playing every day and you're trying to manage the workload of of the the bullpen and um, you know, I, I will say, yeah, our starters have done a nice job of keeping us in games, if, if not actually giving us a chance to win every night. 
I know on this program, I sound like old man river and I bring a batting average and everybody tries to tell me batting average doesn't matter. And I go, Hey, proofs in the pudding. The Astros have the best batting average. They've scored the most runs. I mean, as much as home runs are great and OPS and OPS plus and want to see the ball being hit out of the ballpark. To me, David, batting average still matters because I think the Astros are a great example of that. Well, yeah, look, I just quoted it before you had to say anything about it. So, so maybe they'll yell at me instead of you. But, um, but no, it's, it's important. Again, hits are so hard to come by in today's game. I mean, how many, how many no-hitters? We've seen six no-hitters here in the first six-plus weeks of the season. Uh, and like I said, we're looking at, at historically no, low numbers in terms of batting average. Um, and, and yeah, that's not to say that, that getting on base and walks aren't still just as important as ever, maybe more so because it's harder to hit your way on, but, um, but it certainly is an indicator of, of what you have as a team and, and how you're able to put, you know, to put innings together, to score runs. And, and there's no doubt that just, you know, finding a way to get hits these days is critical. All right. Just two more. And I think this is a great positive for you is Elvis has got a 10 game hitting streak. And he's hitting 333 during that time. So as a veteran guy that you brought in and everybody says what a well, just what a great guy he is in the clubhouse, seeing him hit again, yeah, what what's that like for you guys in the front office? Yeah, it's it's a big boost for everybody. Because like you said, everybody likes him so much and he has a really important presence in the dugout. Um, but he started to do some things that, that we've seen over the years and, and you see him go, you know, go to right field with an outside pitch and, and find a hole up the middle, little things that, that get guys back on track. So yeah, it's nice. I saw that stat yesterday about a 10 game hitting streak and it feels like he's, he's definitely figuring things out. And let's end on this. Where are we with Jesus Lazardo and where are we with AJ Puck? <laughs> well, AJ threw a good inning last night in Vegas. Uh, had a one, two, three inning, I think nine pitches felt great up to 95. He's going to get another outing here in a couple of days hopefully going uh, one plus, maybe two innings, and then uh, then we'll be ready to make a decision on him. And Zeus threw a, a bullpen yesterday uh, in Oakland, felt great. He's going uh, to do the same on Sunday, up and down twice, try to get to 40, 45 pitches, and, uh, and then hopefully go out on a rehab assignment after that. So, um, so they're both getting close, which is good. It'd be nice to get some reinforcements, get those guys back. Great stuff as always. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Chris. I'll see you. The David Ford Show, the general manager of your Oakland Athletics. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.